Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about living together before you're married, like living together with your partner, your significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, before you are married and how that impacts your finances, like how you should go about that um, when it comes to money in order to make that a blessing and not a curse. I'm not going to go into whether or not I think you should live together. I'm just going to talk about the impacts of money and what you need to be talking about, thinking about, et cetera, prior to moving in together when it comes to your finances. So let's dive right in because I do have about 11 different things that I want to talk about, 11 different tips that I think you need to have the conversation about. And this is really helpful if you listen to this with your partner. Okay, this podcast is going to be really helpful if you listen to this with your partner, especially if you feel like you're not on the same page. But even if you are on the same page, pause it right now. And next time you're in the car, be like, oh my God, I have this super quick podcast episode. Let's listen to it really quick. It's about um, money and and all this stuff. Okay, go get your partner because this is good to listen together. You can talk about what things you agree with, what do you disagree with, and how you want to set this up for you to make this a blessing, not a burden. I want to talk about this for a couple of reasons. One, um, because I know how impactful this can be on people. I have had so many clients where A, they're still with their partner, but there's so much turmoil and fighting and resentment and all these weird feelings because of money in their like in their relationship but also number 2 i have seen so many clients and had so many clients who went through terrible breakups and then they were left with this either burden of debt or left with the apartment or like all of these different things that was a complete mess and you know, this is morbid. This is kind of negative, but like a relationship, there's only two options. You either stay together forever or you break up. Like there's only two. And so, um, I want you to be prepared for both. I want you to be prepared for uh, having a really strong relationship, but I also don't want you to get absolutely screwed if the relationship doesn't stay together forever. Okay. So let's talk through this. So I personally, so me and then my fiance, Shay, we live together. And this has been something where that has been such a blessing on our relationship. Having our finances figured out has been such a blessing. And now as we're preparing to get married, the transition into marriage when it comes to conjoining finances, making financial decisions, et cetera, has been such an easy one. 
It has literally been such an easy one because we've had this foundation for the past years of building this up together. Okay. And that's what I want for you. I want this to be a blessing, not a curse. So here's the deal. You have to be upfront with everything. And this is my personal opinion, but I do not believe that you should live with someone if you don't feel comfortable enough to talk about finances. I just don't. Um, That's for me personally, but I would recommend that to any one of my friends or family or whoever or client. I would absolutely recommend that because if you do not feel comfortable enough to have these conversations about finances, I don't think your relationship is ready to, to do that. And if you are someone who you're like, hey, I'm currently living with someone and we've never talked about finances, that's okay. I'm not saying you need to move out or whatever. I'm just saying this is the day. This is the day that you start having conversations about finances because that's how important this is and that's how important it needs to be in the relationship in order to lay a really firm foundation. Okay. Um, So I had to get a little hardcore there for just like a little second because I want you guys to be on board with this. Here's the thing. If you are trying to go at this finance thing alone, everything is going to be so much better when you have your partner on board. And if you guys are butting heads like crazy over finances, you being on the same page will change everything. It will change so much in your relationship outside of finances when you figure finances out. Okay? So let's dive in. We're going to talk about 11 different things that you need to be doing. And honestly, this was really hard for me to pull it to 11. So I'm probably going to have to do another episode down the road. Who knows? I might even bring Shay on and get his perspective on a lot of these, but I broke it down into 11 so we can do a quick episode today, but I want to keep it concise and explain this stuff. So I might have to do another episode with more things for you. Okay. Number one, know the cost of everything before moving in together. Okay. This is important. This is for someone who is considering moving in with their significant other, their apartment shopping, they're doing all this stuff. Know the cost of everything before moving in together because both people have to be cool with it. Both people have to be cool with it. And a lot of times we think, oh, yeah, let's say the apartment says it's $1,000 a month. Oh, it's $1,000 a month. But are you guys going to have Wi-Fi? Are you guys going to have utilities? Hopefully utilities. Are you going to have cable? Are you going to have this? You have to remember that when you move in together with somebody for the first time, they might have other priorities. So let's say in your eyes, you're like, oh, well, our expenses are going to only be $1,050 because we're not getting cable and we're not getting Wi-Fi and we're not getting this. And then your, your significant other comes up and he's like, okay, well, we have to get cable and we have to get the most expensive cable because I have to watch my NFL primetime whatever. And you're like, what? Like talk about this stuff first because it's, it's not a fight when you talk about it ahead of time. It's just a conversation. But when you already sign the lease and you already get in and you already sit down and then all of a sudden you're like, what's this bill? Why do I owe you a hundred dollars for cable? I don't even think we're getting cable. Then it becomes an argument. Okay. So know all the costs and everything that you're doing ahead of time. That includes if you need to buy a couch. That includes if you need to buy a TV. Everything. And we're going to talk about that, who buys what in a second. But know the cost of everything and both people have to be cool with it. 
Both people have to be cool with it. And then you also need to decide how you are splitting it. Are you splitting everything 50-50? Are you splitting it 70-30? Are you and, – and be careful with that because if you are splitting it 70-30 and it, it can lead to resentment, okay? So I, I personally, what I recommend to people is if it works, make it 50-50 as much as possible. Make it 50-50 because when you don't have conjoined finances – and you're not married, this is pre-marriage, remember, so you don't have conjoined bank account, it can get really messy emotionally and financially if one person is paying for a ton more, okay? So as much as possible, keep it 50-50. Pretend it is like you're splitting with your friend, okay? A lot of times in a relationship, we're like, oh, well, I just pay for like some stuff and so does he, and but then you fight about money, Keep things super simple like you would if you literally had a random roommate. Like, hey, buddy, you owe me $800 for rent. Okay, cool. Keep it simple and decide how you're splitting it before you move in together. Okay, that's number one. Number two, put both names on everything. Put both names on the lease. Put both names on this because I've seen it time and time again where there's a breakup. One person, their name was on the lease. They move out and there's no legal obligation for them to pay. And it screws over the other person. Again, I'm not trying to make you fearful of like, he has to sign the lease and then he can never break up with me. I just want you to be financially and emotionally prepared in the best way possible. That's it. Okay, so put both names on everything. And then obviously you just put one person's card and then the other person pays that person. Okay, which leads me into number three. Decide who is paying what, like whose card is on what, even though both names are on it, and then have a due date for the other person. Okay. So if I, for me, so like literally for me and Shay, I technically pay rent. It's my card that gets charged for rent and I have a due date. I can't just say, oh, I'll pay you like sometime. No, I have a due date. Every single month on the first of the month, my card is charged. So Shay also has a due date. He pays me his portion of rent three days before rent is due. That's his due date. That's my due date. It keeps it simple. It keeps it clean. Instead of being like, hey, uh, can you pay me for rent? Like, hey, uh, yada, yada, uh, do you think you could? No. You have a due date. They have a due date. Okay? Keep it simple. Next one. Number four, budget for things that you split. Okay? So this would be, let's say you split groceries budget for that. Okay. Because again, another thing I see is, you know, Jimmy goes out to buy the groceries and he comes back and he's like, yo, um, Sammy, you owe me $200. And Sammy's like, what? Like, I didn't know we were going to spend that much. Like I I shouldn't have to pay that because I didn't know you're going to spend that much. And it's like, talk about the total first say, Hey, we're going to spend 200 on groceries this month. That means you owe me 100 or we're going to spend 500. You owe me 250. Are we good with that? Are we cool with that? Do that for everything. Be on the same page with everything that you're splitting. Okay? Be on the same page so there's no surprises. There's no, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, you owe me blank. It's like, hey, we talked about this ahead of time that we're splitting this. Here's what you owe me. It gets to be easy. 
Like transactions get to be easy. Like literally. Like, hey, babe, grab the groceries. Um, This was the total, you know, Venmo me. Easy. It gets to be easy. Okay, next one. Number five. Talk about any big purchase ahead of time. Talk about any big purchase ahead of time. So this is kind of twofold. One, yes, talk about any big purchase ahead of time. But also two, don't split big things if you're not – this is tough, okay? Be careful about splitting big things. That's how I'll put it. And this goes for if you're dating someone, if you have a roommate, like – It is just not the smartest decision to split big things when you're not married and have conjoined finances because, okay, let's say you buy the couch, you split the couch, you split the TV, and God forbid something happens. Who takes what? Who knows? Because you split the couch. Well, it doesn't make sense for them to pay you half because the couch has depreciated in value and there's a stain on the bottom corner, whatever. It's tough to split things up. Instead, if you said, hey, I'll buy the TV, you buy the couch, whatever, if anything were to happen, this is a roommate, uh, anybody, then you would just take what you bought. Okay, it's super simple. Like that's, I think, the easiest way and what I would recommend. And literally early on um, now, I will say that Shay and I will split things, but we're engaged. So we'll split like bigger purchases. But when we first started, when we first moved in together, I would buy things, he would buy things, and they were like separate. Like, yes, they were, we would consider them ours. And we would um, like now we call them our stuff. But technically, he would buy things, I would buy things. And again, it's not like we're like, hey, this is like a prenup because things are probably gonna not work out. I'm not all in. I'm not gonna no. This is just being smart financially. You don't have conjoined finances, so don't act like it and and buy things. Like it's just you know, don't do that stuff until you literally have conjoined finances. Okay. But also if you are making a big purchase, so like committing to going on a trip together, um, committing to buying something, you know, like the a parking in the parking garage, whatever it is, talk about purchases ahead of time. Talk about them. Okay. It, it matters. Next one. Um, have a card that you put all of your entertainment on. So this is something that Shay and I do. And we have one card, one card, and it's not even conjoined. It's technically my card. It doesn't have his name on it. Um, But anything we do for entertainment, if we go to the movies, if we go out to dinner together, if we do, um, if we're on a trip together and we are paying for gas money or something, Everything that we do together that's both of our expenses, we put on one card. Then at the end of the week or at the end of the month or whenever we decide to do it, when we have money dates, we'll talk about money dates in a little bit, we just split it 50-50. Like whatever's on it, we split it. And we also plan for that stuff too. So don't think that that's just like, whoa, whatever it ends up being. Like, no, we have a planned out budget for what that's going to be. And then at the end of the month, whether we're under or a little bit over right around there, we split that and then pay, he'll pay me half and then I'll like put the other money on it from my own account. Okay. So that's what we do. It makes it super simple to split our own expenses. And then when it comes to me buying lunch for myself during the week or like Shea buying coffee at work, those things are separate on our own personal accounts and don't affect each other. Okay. They're just separate. All right. 
Um, next one, number eight. We open with our own, we're very open with our own personal finances. We're very open. Shay could literally tell you what's in my bank account, what my financial goals are, um, if I've hit my savings goals, if um, everything. He can literally guesstimate what's in my checking account, my savings account, et cetera, because I'm very open about my personal finances with him because he's literally my partner. We don't have conjoined finances, but we're really open. Same thing with him. I could probably guess what's in his checking, what's in his savings, et cetera. We know each other's stuff even though they're not together. It's very open. It's very open how we talk about it, which leads me into number nine. We have separate finances, but the same goals. The reason we know each other's finances are because we are on the same page with our goals, okay? We are doing the same stuff. So Shay, I've talked about this before. Shay's almost debt-free. She's going to be debt-free in January. It's super exciting. We're going to have a big party and just like turn up. Um, but he's almost debt-free. So he's been working on that. I'm not paying off his debt because we're not married. So he's tackling that goal separately. I'm tackling my goal separately. And um, and then after he's debt-free, he's going to start saving for a house, which is what I'm doing, okay? Because if we got married today, my first priority would be, okay, let's pay off that debt. Do you see what I'm saying? So our priorities are aligned. Our priorities are so aligned. And then if we have a vacation or um, anything else, we'll talk about that. Hey, okay, I'm going to take a break from, not take a break, but like, Instead of putting X amount towards the house this month, I'm going to pay for the vacation in full, just cash, and then go back to it. And he'll be like, awesome. I'm going to do that with next paycheck. Then I'm going to go back to paying off loans. Like we have the same freaking goals. We just have separate accounts. That's what makes it so easy for when we get married, we are literally going to, it's going to be the easiest transition because we're already going to have the same goals. We're already going to have the same priorities. We already have the same, um, you know, we make the same budgets. Like we do all of these things together. So conjoining finances is going to be a blessing, not a burden. Okay. Um, number 10, we owe, we owe each other as little as possible. Okay. So again, I told you Shay pays me for rent three days before rent is due. So he pays me, rent's due. Um, however, there's things like the utility bill where it's different every single month. So I wait, I, and my, both of our names are on it, but my card is on it. So we go in, whatever, I get the email like, hey, your utility bill was $75 or whatever. Then on that day, I'll text Shay or Venmo charge him and say, hey, half the utility bill, this is what it is. Boom, done. And then he'll Venmo me. Okay. If he's super busy, he'll be like, awesome. Remind me tonight. Like, you know, we'll talk about it, whatever. And then let's say we forget he was busy. I was busy or I forgot to tell him. Then when we have, which this is number 11, a money date once a week, we sit down and we say, okay, do I owe you anything? Do you owe me anything? Where are you at with savings? Where am I at with savings? How are we with being on track for the wedding budget? Like how are things going? At that time, we make sure that we cl clear anything up of like if I owe him something or he owes me. Okay, so we go as little as possible without owing each other because I have also seen this time and time again where, oh, I lent my partner $100, but then they needed a couple hundred more, but then they need a little bit more, and then we broke up. 
and then you're out of that money. And again, this isn't about, oh, I think you guys are going to break up. You better be smart. But I'm going to say it again. If you're not married and you don't have conjoined finances, stop acting like you do. Stop conjoining finances before you have a conjoined bank account. Like, stop doing it. It just makes it messy. So, of course, there are times like your partner is your most beloved person. Like, you love them and you want them to succeed. So, of course, if they need something, you you want to be the one to help them out. Put boundaries around it. If they say, "Oh, you know, I can't pay you back until the thirtieth," awesome. On the thirtieth. They're going to put it on the calendar, put, have them put it on their calendar, have them send you a calendar appointment, write it on the fridge, whatever. They're paying you back on the 30th. Let's say they borrow some money and they say, I'll pay you back in three months or they can pay you back a certain amount each month. Okay. Make sure you have boundaries. Don't just say like, oh yeah, just, you know, pay, pay me back whenever. Like no, set boundaries around that because that can get super, super, super icky. Okay. And then lastly, number 11 is money dates. So money dates are, again, Shay and I do this once a week. Um, We actually probably unofficially do it more than once a week, but once a week we sit down and we're like, okay, this is our time. And we make it fun, you guys. We make it fun. Like we'll have a glass of wine or, um, you know, we'll do it right before dinner or before, like, it, it's not like a, oh, we have to do this. It's like, and it's quick. Like we sit down and we're like, okay, this is what we have coming up this month. Um, this is who, like, we just did this and, and we're probably going to do this again this week of like, okay, who, this is who I have written down for buying Christmas presents for. Do you have anybody else? Okay, cool. These are our, the things that we're going to travel. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Are we going to go here? Are we going to go here? Like we write all that stuff down and then we're on the same page. We're like, okay, awesome. Then it's done. Boom, done. (laughs) Like it gets to be easy, but it took a while. Like I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, Shane, I just instantly from the get-go, like got everything perfectly. Like, heck no, absolutely not. It was frustration and, and back and forth and nagging and all this stuff. It took a while to get here, but this is the cool thing. We've spent the last four plus years doing that to get us to this point that now when we are getting married, it's going to be easy. A lot of people wait until they are married to figure out finances. They wait until they are married to be open about where they're at. They wait until they're married to be really um, transparent and start getting on the same page. And I'm telling you, don't wait. Why wait? Like do this stuff now. Do this stuff now. So making that transition into marriage is easy. And another thing, another thing that I want to point out with finances um, that I didn't talk about, this is less tangible, but Shay and, I, Shay and I also call each other out on our money stories. We call each other out on our money stories. So one of my money stories, this is also like a, a life story too, is a deep-rooted belief that I've had that I am always working on on unwriting for myself. And it, it's changed my life unwriting this story, but is that money is stressful. Okay. And so money to me, money is so fun. It's so easy, all this stuff. But there are times where I will be stressed and Shay will say, babe, why are you stressed right now? 
why are you stressed about money? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, what the? Why am I stressed? Like, this gets to be so fun and easy because it's this old story that shows up and he'll call me on it. He'll be like, wait, are you feeling stressed right now? Like, I can just hear it in your voice. I'm like, well, that's so weird. I am feeling a little stressed. Interesting. I'm rewriting that story because money is not stressful. Money is not overwhelming. Like, it gets to be easy. It gets to be fun. And it is. So I can release that. Okay. And I'll call him on stuff too. I'll be like, babe, it really sounds like blank. Hey, it really sounds like you're doing this or or you're kind of caught in this cycle. And he's like, oh my gosh. Remember, a lot of times we can't see our own crap. And the people who are closest to us can and can lovingly help us see it. So make sure also that you can you have an open communication line that you can lovingly point out, hey, babe, I think that you are really in scarcity mindset right now. Hey, babe, I think that you're stressing about literally nothing. Hey, babe, I think you're doing – like be really open about not just the tactical stuff about money – but about your beliefs about money and what you think to be true about money and how it shows up in your life. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Again, if you listen to this and you love it, listen to it with your partner. Have these conversations. Maybe you both disagree with one of the numbers. Awesome. Just be on the same page. I don't care if you disagree with me. I care if you disagree with each other. So sit down, talk about this stuff, listen to this, and make money fun. Like make sure that you are enjoying money conversations. Make sure that you're dreaming big, talking about the future house you want to buy and the vacations you want to take and all of that stuff because that's important too. Again, money gets to be fun and easy, okay? And it gets to be even more fun and easy when you do it together with your partner instead of more difficult and that's possible for you. Absolutely. Okay. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure that you leave a review. And if you want to hear more about couples finances, make sure shoot me a DM on Instagram or again, leave a review and tell me what other questions you have. I can make a part two and do even more. But again, I like keeping these episodes short and quick for you. So I wanted you to be able to go through this. All right. We will see you next week for um, another juicy episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.